It's hella black. Black at it again, like we ain't ever left. You feel me? Here rocking. With that hard shit, that black shit. That blackity black shit, you feel me? Not that sellout black shit, but that real black shit, that black in the field shit. This is definitely this this is definitely that authentic black shit, not that watered down liberal black shit. Yeah, not that PhD in the streets black shit. Or maybe we should we should we might be able, we might need to shift to that kind of black shit because those are the black podcasts that get all the props and all the shit. Yeah. Remember I sent you that screenshot of when um I think it was like the Apple podcast, whatever, that little app. They had for Black History Month. They had the fucking um like the top top black black podcast for us, and it was like nigga, we clearly got more plays than most of these podcasts. Most of these podcasts, like we have more engagement, but it was because like when you look at the who they were and the kind of shit they talked about, it was clear to see like oh this is the shit that make white people feel good, which is why we might just have to register as some Democrats to get our plays up, bro. You know how niggas be having like <laughs> finsters or whatever. We need to get a fake podcast. You said a fake podcast. A fake podcast. Yeah, we just be see the power of the black vote. If we just organize just the black community black, around voting. Black capitalism, black democracy. Black rush card. Black policing. Oh, man. We would get a bag. We would get a bag and some plays. And we would get black a Netflix History special Month. for sure. Oh, facts. We would get Netflix special. We would be featured on all the top uh, media outlets, news stations for sure. We just got to stop going by like our first names. We'd be like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Blake or some shit. Yeah, okay, <laughs> shit. But nah, we gonna like, keep we gonna keep we gonna keep kicking that real shit. You know, that we have no choice. Shit. Yeah, I can't, we, bro. Like, if we I can't sp- even it, like even when we play with the shit, like we know we we do like the the fake voices and shit. Yeah, the uh, what do they call that shit? Fuck, what is it? Parody shit. Like, yeah. When we do it, it even feel wrong when I'm playing. Like I feel sick even just yeah. saying what I'm saying. Like my stomach is kicking right now, bro. I so it's like it's, it. it's no point. We could just this this radical black shit, this revolutionary black shit is the shit that feels the most. It's, it we feels no the choice. realest to me, you know. You know, I remember we was talking about it. We're like, you said something like, "Bro, we didn't really choose this." You feel me? We was kind of born into it, bro. And like, really thinking about that, I was kind of reflecting. I'm like, yeah, we we really didn't choose this shit. Like, this shit kind of just aligned itself, and we had no choice. Yeah, I think with most black radical radical folks, right? Like, it's just something that you born into or you grow into, and then once you you know you turn that light on, you don't really get to turn it off. Yeah. Like once you become conscious and aware of what's going on around you and how the system how the system works. That's what's talking for you. Yeah, Fucking I don't know if y'all heard that horn. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but shit, you know, we, we making it rocking. If you're watching right now, subscribe <laughs> on YouTube. You feel me? Oh, my God. YouTube.com slash I don't know what it is, but search Hell Black Pie. We on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. You feel me? You can watch us as we talk. You can turn it on your TV, you know, YouTube play, whatever. You feel me? So tap in with our YouTube. Mandatory. Tap in Thanks. with our SoundCloud, iTunes. Give us a five-star review. You feel me? It's like we really trying to be organic. You know what I'm saying? It's you had all these podcasts during Black History Month, like these black podcasts, quote unquote, centered on Apple, you know, podcasts. But nigga, if we have like thousands of reviews on our shit, it's like you have no choice but to like also try and center our shit because we can't have a place. You feel me? So I think yeah. that organic support really is what has built Hell Black and we really need your support. You feel me? Whether it's posting on your IG story, telling your partners, like that's really how Hell Black is spread. And I appreciate everybody who's already posted. You feel me? Yeah, I think. Um, when so we went to New, so I'm thinking about like the podcast and it remaining authentic and like our formatting and us like even recording in West Oakland and you feel me in your apartment and shit not having. I I feel like at this point, we probably like we could definitely get some access to to bigger studios and whatnot. But I'm thinking about like really keeping this shit as authentic and as like just. The roots are hella black. You honestly. feel me? Like the way we can keep it the way we were, and if like if that can continue, like the authentic and the 
you know, they're not so much highly produced, you know what I'm saying, or like backed by the biggest companies and shit. If we could keep it like that, I would be I'd be super proud and happy what we doing, bro, cuz I feel like shit don't really get um co-opted the, or Yeah, I, I feel like shit don't really always get the recognition that it does it deserves if it isn't packaged in a way that white folks deem appropriate. Yeah. Like if you look at that's what I'm saying, like if you look at the podcasts that were featured on that Black History Month shit, it was the ones that are are in big studios, they're they're highly produced. They're not the way that we do our shit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I think ours is I think you can learn probably more from our shit, especially on terms of like black radicalness. You can learn more from our shit. Um ours is more equitable, whatever, more diverse. It's all the it's things accessible it's too. all the things that these folks try to be. Yeah. But it's just not as it's like it's not as much money behind it. But I don't give a fuck. As long as the people keep supporting us and motherfuckers is listening to this shit. That's all that learning, matters. That's all that fucking matter. I don't give a fuck if we ever get featured on any of these big things. As long as we can continue to produce this political education, accessible political education, this real equitable political education, the real diverse and inclusive political education, I'm with it. I don't give a fuck if our shit is ever featured on any type of big blogs or podcasts or whatever. And plus, the streets fuck with us. Yeah. That's all I care about. That's that's all that really matters, bro. <laughs> that's all I care about. I'm like, when random ass niggas come up to me like, hey, bro, I listen to Hella Black, that's all the validation I really need. You know, just like rant, you feel me? It's just like people you wouldn't assume listen to it. Like, oh, I'll be fucking with your shit. It's yeah. like, damn, that should be. That's only, what matters. The only thing is, right? Like, we're for sure not making as much money as those big podcasts. Oh hell no! And, <laughs> you know, I, I do want to get paid for this labor. So, yeah. to the white folks that listen to our shit, pay for this. You feel me? Patreon.com slash Pod. Pay up. You feel me? Help us make as much money as the white folks and the other. You know. Help us make as See, this is why you need to watch on YouTube because if you've seen this nigga's expression, you're just like, mm. I'm just, I, so I'm like help. I want to make as much money as the black liberals make, but I still want my shit to be radical. It's just, yeah. And so, I mean, and if yeah, we, I can do that with the help of white folks. Paying and if we're talking about a bigger platform and shit, you feel me? And like, we really want to spread these revolutionary politics, bro. You need the bigger the platform, you need more resources too to spread your shit out. You know what I'm saying? Nice. It's like we have no marketing budget, we ain't paying for no ads. This shit is just pure organic off Twitter. Instagram, word of mouth, streets, you feel me? So, it's so like, yeah, because you got to think about it. The bullshit is being pumped to the mass media over facts. like the, the bullshit, the racist shit. The multi-billion dollar bullshit, right? Like, that's the operator. That's all the shit that machine, upholds CNN, yeah. Fox News, right? All the logic that upholds the patriarchy, the capitalist society, this white supremacist society, all that gets pumped into mass media. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is everywhere. Excuse me. The real shit, the shit that's revolutionary is not. This is the shit that's only getting passed around like word of mouth type shit. So if y'all want us to have a bigger platform and for us to kick the real shit to the masses, we need the support of the people. Facts. Yeah, 100%. So I appreciate everybody for fucking with us. Make sure you tap in with our Patreon. And you're not only just supporting us on Patreon, but you're also getting extended episodes, right? So every single episode we've had since, I don't know, for a long time now, we have extended episodes. So you're going to get extended content. You know, you have hundreds you know hundreds of minutes of extended content that is unreleased to you know our regular soundcloud right or our podcast app on itunes you feel me so make sure you tap in with our patreon.com slash hell black pod and if you white pay up and if you white and you don't got it pay a dollar i know you can figure out a dollar facts right so yeah we got a good episode in store man we fresh we fresh back from UC Santa Barbara. We had a live show out there. Shout out to the 
BSU, the black students there, UC Santa oh, Barbara yeah. for fucking with us. We had a they dope live for show. Sure. Yeah, that shit was raw as shit. That shit was cool, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> reflected on it. I don't even think I really fully reflected on it. You know, we're both so busy. But I'm like, damn, that was pretty monumental for us, especially, you know, thinking about you. And you went to Santa Barbara City College and shit. Like, so what was that like for you, man, going back to a place you went to college at and being able to be on something different than sports? You feel me? Be on bro, some politics, bro. It, it was wild. Just like, the experience, overall experience in general, I was thinking about something. Um, I was thinking, I, I, was, I was reflecting yesterday. You know, we had the fundraiser that I had been planning for like hella long, right? That was finally over and it went really well. Congrats, bro. Yeah, and I was just thinking about my life in general. And I and moving to Santa Barbara was a pivotal point in my life. I think that was 20, 2011. I had just quit the Humboldt State football team and like packed all my shit up and got on a Greyhound and rode down to fucking Santa Barbara to stay with, you know, my girlfriend at the time and one of my closest friends. And, bro, I'm telling you, like, that first semester, I think I had, like, a 1.2 GPA. Nigga, the football team went 0-10. I fucking only played, like, three games. Bro, it was, like, the lowest moment of my life. So now I think about going back to Santa Barbara, like, and how much my life has changed. And, fuck, what year is it? It's 2019. (laughs) 2019. Bro, that was eight years ago, nigga. Oh, my fucking God. What? Damn. Why did it feel like it was, like, four years ago? I don't know. Oh, bro. Like, bro, yeah. So that was eight years ago, nigga. That's hell. Oh many. my God, nigga. Like my mind is literally blown right now. <laughs> eight years ago. So I'm thinking about how much my life has shifted in eight years, bro. Yeah. And I still feel dumb young. That's why I'm like, if I was 18 when that happened, 18, 19. Yeah, I still feel I still feel super young. So yeah, it it was wild, bro, to to think about okay, there was I once was in living in this in this little city town, whatever you want to call it, you know, going to the junior college out here, dumbass broke, living in a one bedroom with five people. You know what I'm saying? Um, living in this white ass town where the only black people I know is on fo- in my house and on the football team. And just to go back there now, um, to this bougie ass university who at the time, like I said, I was a city college student, so like niggas nobody fucked with the city college students, especially if you feel me, you a black student athlete on a football team that hasn't won any games in like ten years type of shit. It's like no one takes you serious and on top of that. Um, you know, you just had a junior college, that kinda elitist attitude, attitude that comes yeah. with that shit. So uh, you know, the gist of it is like going back into this space knowing that like here I am teaching. Yeah, literally teaching. <laughs> like essentially that's what we're doing when you're educating folks, you're teaching them something, right? So here I here I am at this university that you know, students that were there made me feel like I was less than because I was attending a junior college or whatever. So like here I am at this motherfucker teaching black students and like they see value in my ideas and my voice and my thoughts. It was it was like a surreal moment, I guess like Shit coming full circle, kind of. Yeah, cause yeah, like that. It's, place, all, it's yeah. also about all the work you've done put into, like think about all the growth you've been in since eight years, you first bro. came there. Yeah. Eight years and eight eight years later, you feel me? You back and you educating black students. You know what I'm saying? And you talking about your experience and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? And like, imagine if you had I don't know an experience like that when you was 18. You know what I'm saying? Getting like, you know, not to put ourselves on like a high horse or anything, but like right. to have like a a radical education or being exposed to that shit. Yeah. You know? And it's just um I don't know. Thought. I, I don't know. It's wild to I don't know if you ever had the experience like of somewhere that's brought you like most Trauma. most yeah, like mostly a lot of fucked up times to like go back there in a different point of your life. And it was just it was it was a it was it was a weird experience for me. But the actual live podcast, like being in the room in that space, it, it was it was super dope, bro. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, so make sure y'all tap into that episode. It's the last episode we just dropped, so you can hear exactly what we're talking about. It was definitely a a dope space, and we have even 30 more minutes of exclusive content from that episode on our Patreon. So if you was fucking with that episode and you want to hear 30 minutes more of that episode, make sure you tap in with our Patreon.com slash HelloBlackPod. And make sure, you know, we, we talked about this. We are trying to do more live podcasts, so if you are someone who thinks you have some type of space that we can come to and do a live podcast that'd be dope and if you like if you listen to the live podcast or watch the live podcast you'll you'll see them the um, the space that we that we cultivate is super dope yeah, yeah it's raw it's inclusive it's fun like it's politics but it's also i feel like a good time you know 100%. and that's that's like that's really the space we're trying to build you know so we've had live shows in oakland over 100 people la over 100 people Probably had like over 80 people at Santa Barbara. You feel me? So it's like we really trying to spread these politics and so make sure you tap in with us. If you want us to come out to your city and do a live show, any schools you want us to come to, like tap in. We'll, we'll try to make shit work. You feel me? So tap in with us. You can DM us at Hello Black Pod or just reach out to us. We you, you know how to find us. The live shows, they be mad stressful, but they be fun. Yeah. I had hell of anxiety before. I ain't even going to lie, bro. I had to do I had to open my Headspace app. And do like a presentation, uh, a meditation or some shit, and just like, that just comes with it though, bro. Like that comes with. It. I, <laughs> I was talking to someone. They said like you don't outgrow the fear of public speaking. I'm like, I bro, think you just better. You yeah. better. You get better at managing that fear. But I don't know if you can necessarily outgrow it. I don't think so because I really like like I tell my students this like, and I feel like they look at me hella surprised. I'm like, yo, my freshman year, I was that nigga in the back of the class with my hood on and my headphones in because I had anxiety about speaking. Like I really used to have like. Damn near panic attacks raising my hand because I literally thought my voice didn't matter, bro. And I'm in a room full of like white people yeah. at UC Berkeley, you know, thinking so I'm not smart enough that play and shit. Into this shit. You yeah, feel it's me? So, so it's like, even though my voice matters now, it's like I'm still like, damn, like I have anxiety. Like niggas done spoke in front of like 500 people before, but like I still get that same anxiety and it's a trip. But yeah, I, I get it's just performance anxiety at the, yeah. at the root of it, right? Like you got to go up there and you got to essentially perform. You know, I still deal with it. At times, but I just learned to, I've learned to ignore it, honestly. Like, I'm nervous before any, I still sometimes get a little anxious before the podcast. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no, I feel it. I just ignore this shit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. Like, I, I have different coping mechanisms. Sometimes yeah. I just pump, pump myself up hella much and just, like, I gotta, like, I guess give myself mantras, like, you matter, you value, type, yeah. type of shit. Like, that my, positive self talk. You know, yeah. But I think it's important that we, like, talk about this too, you know? Like, for people to know that you can have anxiety and still do great things. Yeah, don't think that we just you know what end I'm up saying? there doing like, talking and like that we're not afraid. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. Like, we still have anxieties. We still deal with this shit, too. You feel me? So, I think 100%. it's important. And we're still successful. So, if you have anxiety, you listen to this, man. Like, you ain't alone. You feel me? So, we just for sure want people to know that. My heart sure. is racing as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> he will, I'm right there with you, fam. <sighs> shit. So, some black joy, bro. I don't know. You trying to talk about Black Joy right now? I feel like we we almost yeah. skipped over it. I had Black Joy last night, actually. What was your Black Joy moment? So shit, me me you and Kelly we met up right and went to go have like some wings and watch basketball for a little bit. Yeah, and all of us, both all three of us were like super tapped out, right? So on, I'm riding home, and I'm like, fuck, I wonder what my grandma's doing. So I just changed my lift to drop me off at her house, and I walk in. And like my aunt's my aunt is pulling up. My older my older cousin comes to open the door. My other cousin is pulling up. Um my other grandma's pulling up. 
and it just got hella lit out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm just sitting on the couch watching um like the Richard Pryor documentary with a bunch of my cousins, two of my grandmothers, and excuse me, my aunt. And it was just I don't know, it's just something about them spaces, bro, when I'm around my family. Like it's just it's I have zero anxiety. It's fucking wild, bro. And it's like I don't know, I think that's a fun that I chase a lot. And that's why I'm so big on like if if you realize my family has hella fucking parties, bro. Yeah. Like hella gets girls. <laughs> if you realize me, I like having hella people at my like, when the I like having celebrations at my house type shit. Like I like yeah. cultivating safe spaces where my friends and family can come get together. We could just eat, drink, and have a good time. You feel what I'm saying? Like I that's my favorite pastime is getting with friends and family and fucking congregating, bro. So oh yeah, like yesterday being at my granny's house, we watching Richard Pryor shit, we eating peanut brittle, fucking salami and crackers. <laughs> um I'm drinking a little bit of Hennessy on my auntie. It was just it was so dope. And then of course, um, you know, my cousin Jayla is pregnant and her son is there And then my other uh, You know Sonny just had a baby too Yeah So it's just like The next generation is in there You know what I'm saying It's, just, it was just, it's like you it was, have Multiple generations Bro it's fire bro It's a random Friday like, And I had just left y'all niggas yeah. You know what I'm saying So it was just like Getting to be around So many different people That I love in a, in a Over like a Two three hour time span Was something that I hella valued And it, I, had, I had a really good Friday night To be honest And I didn't really do shit But just spend time with people and you know, after this, we finna go barbecue and drink. Yeah. Like, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm hella excited about that, bro. Yeah. I'm just hoping to, to be around people that fill you up is, that shit is a is a privilege and a blessing. Bro, I'm happy for you, bro. Actually, like those meaningful relationships, you know what I'm saying? And just like, especially in the society, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to be able to get together with your family and friends and just like, especially in this time right now, in Oakland, especially mm-hmm. like with all this shit going on and yeah, man, that's beautiful. What about you? Shit, I don't even know, man. I'm, I'm finna take this trip, bro. I think I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna do a future Black Joy moment, you know. Yeah. So my birthday coming up, you know, Aries season, you know, Aries in full, full effect coming up. Are y'all the me? only niggas that do that kind of shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said it with so much just like enthusiasm, like, oh, this is an actual thing. Like Aries say this shit. Yeah, apparently it's a very Aries thing to say. I don't know. It's Aries Someone's season. Like, oh yeah, like you nigga, show what? Aries, nigga, for real. I, people be saying that shit though about other other signs and shit. I ain't never heard nobody say it's Cancer season. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like I've never said those words. Like oh, it's Cancer season. Like I've never said that, and I don't think I've ever heard anyone say uh, that. Shit, well, you know. So Aries, Aries, Aries say that Aries be the first zodiac sign for those of you who are in a, into astrology. So how are y'all in March? It's the first one. I don't know. It's just the first one. That don't even sign. sound right. Bro, I ain't even Oh, because alphabetical bro. order? I don't even know. Must be because of that. But it's the first sign, so all you astrologists, you know where I'm coming from, you know. <laughs> so all y'all other signs wouldn't exist without Aries is what I'm trying to say, basically. But, you know, my this birthday. Is some <laughs> nut shit. <laughs> this, is, this is some nut shit, bro. What the fuck? Ah, uh, shit. So, yeah, you know, my birthday coming up and uh, getting to be able to travel. I haven't really taken time off for my birthday. Or, like, time off during, you know, for those of you who know me, I work in education. I ain't ever taken, like, a vacation during the school year. <clears throat> it's always been after, you know, summer or some shit like that. You know, so to be able to take, like, some time off, like, vacation, you feel me? Like, real vacation, bro, I'm, I'm very juiced to yeah. just get away, you know, be, be out of here, you feel me? You know, be on an island, you know, and I ain't talking about Alameda, you know, so just getting out. Yeah. Getting out and just, uh. Seeing a different part of the world, bro. You know, 
It's gonna be fire. You know, I ain't never been out. I haven't been out the country yet. Um, I might this summer for my birthday, but I've seen the pictures of where you about to be at. That's just about to be so fun, bro. Yeah. And so beautiful. And hopefully you come back like super recharged, bro. That's what I need to is just I feel like feeling recharged. You know, just thinking about all this politics. You know, we've done so much work, and for me to be able to get out and just take a, a break. For a couple of weeks, you know, I'm I'm very juiced to be able to do that. Very privileged to be able to do that for sure, you know. But I think it's important to still like have those moments of vacation or moments of re- relaxation, despite everything that's can, going on. Definitely. If you can, yeah, you know. So I'm very juiced. I'm juiced for that. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when you get back. I know you're gonna have a bunch of stories. Bro. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some good stories, man. Shit, sure, <laughs> sure to be lit. But so, what else are we gonna talk about today, man? Um. Yeah, I, I feel like it's only right to acknowledge um, the shooting that happened in, was it New Zealand? Yeah, Christchurch, New Zealand. Yeah, and it's, it's I didn't know about it until you said something. Did it happen yesterday? Yeah, I think it happened yesterday. I don't yeah. know, my time is kind of fucked up, but I'm pretty sure it did happen yesterday. Yeah, I just haven't been on Twitter. Like I've, I've, I've tweeted like maybe like seven times over the course of like the last few weeks, and it was because... That shit. So re- I think it was two episodes ago. Me, you, and AB were on here. Yeah, and they were telling, and we were all we were all talking about like, you know, cultivating our days in a way that fucking does right by us. And I started realizing how much Twitter was like angering me, rightfully so, right? Because I'm seeing hella, I'm seeing the patriarchy, white supremacy, capitalism. I'm seeing that shit all day. That's all I'm engaged in, and. She was just taking a toll on my mental. So this is why I have I didn't even know the mosque shooting had happened until we met yesterday at like six o'clock. And I'm yeah. like, what on what? Um Yeah, so definitely I and I I don't man, I don't I don't want to be like sending my condolences or I just wanna acknowledge I don't and yeah. It's such a I don't like do you like send love to people? I don't know what the fuck to do. Yeah. I def yeah. I mean I think it's about I, I don't know. it's, it's like this shit is so fucked up. Like send, sending my condolences sending to the my people that were lost. Sending my condolences going. Yeah. You know, it's like it's I want to send shit. my love. I want to yeah. send my solidarity. That's for sure. But also like people like, I don't know. You feel me? It's like this shit is so sickening to me, bro. Like I remember just, I was just sitting on my couch watching a video from one of, um, I think one of the survivors. And bro, I just like started crying. And usually I'm kind of tapped out of that. Like I'm so used to seeing all this traumatic shit. And I'm I very have shit that numb. does that to me though. Every every now and again, you know, I'll see something was, that just like hurts me a lot. Yeah, like, and that shit just like, hurt me, bro. I think it comes. And it was from, a black yeah. Muslim woman talking too, so mm-hmm. it was just like, you know, a double layer of that, right? It's just you reach that point where it's just like, fuck, like this shit ain't never gonna fucking end, because you really get to. And then it's just it's such a layer thing. You think about it, like these folks were at church, right? And in the mosque, and, yeah, yeah, and uh, like a, a religious, supposed to be a, like a, a religious safe haven. You feel me? It's supposed to be a, a safe place for these people, a safe space. And you know, essentially, like a white supremacist terrorist goes in there, enacts white supremacist violence, um, and we've seen that happen over here a, a million times with 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 you know, like Dylan Roof, yeah, the, the black religious is, safe safe spots, right? Yeah. It's like this shit happens. He, he was like in his manifesto, he mentioned Dylan Roof as somebody who inspired him, right? So when we talk about like white supremacy as a global project, right? Mm-hmm. This is what we mean, right? The things that are happening here in the United States, Donald Trump is also influencing far right movements globally. 
Right. White supremacy is a global white supremacy is a global movement, bro. And this is global why, ideology and yeah. this global <laughs> implications. And this is why you hear so many revolution revolutionaries and like radicals talk about the importance of like global solidarity. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. for the revolution to happen, we can't like in order for white supremacy to cease to exist, it has to be eradicated everywhere. We have to remove it from everywhere, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we can't just have a revolution over here and forget about everywhere else. Right. White supremacy doesn't only exist in the United States. In the United States and I you know think oftentimes saying? we have a very American outlook of white supremacy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we need to be free here in America. It's like, well, we global globally we have to address white supremacy. Because of imperialism. Globally bro. we like, have to address have, yeah. colonial empires, right? So it's like you have these white people, these white supremacists on campus, right, throwing up, you know, the little this little three sign or whatever the hell they be doing. You have people in Trump's office throwing up that sign mm-hmm. and he's over here the, the the terrorist who shot and killed everyone in um Christchurch he's over there like for his arraignment hearing throwing up the same sign right that you know these white students in you know Charlottesville is doing these white students at Berkeley are doing right so it's like this is terrorism right this is terrorism even though a lot of folks won't call it terrorism you know I mean just because the way we've been propagandized to view Terrorists, what terrorists look like, and what acts of terrorism look like. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's just, so it's a white. You don't know how to gunman. recognize. You don't know how to recognize one singular white gunman going inside a church as a terrorist act. But by definition, that's what terrorism is. You know right. what I'm saying? Because terrorism has always been racialized. Always. Right. So if we even are looking at the foundations of like Islamophobia, Islamophobia in this country, or Islamomesia, people say Islamomesia, like for the hatred, phobia is mm-hmm. like a legitimate like fear right mm-hmm. and a lot of people like disabled folks talk about how okay use mesia instead of phobia because phobia is an actual legitimate like you know fear mm-hmm. right you don't fear you have hatred it's hate right um so just thinking about like just the hatred of muslim folks and thinking about it specifically in this country it's like you had black black muslims were some of the first were the first muslims in this country mm-hmm. right taken from Africa, right? And then they had their their religion stolen from them. And, you know, you have white people enforcing Christianity onto them, right? It's like, that's the foundation of, like, Islamomesia in this country, or the hatred of Muslims, right? It's rooted also in this idea of anti-blackness, too, right? So we can't separate. So I don't want black people to be like, oh, this isn't a black issue. This is there a are, black there issue. There are black Muslims. There are black Muslims. Especially here in the right. town, we know that there are black Muslims. Sure. Here in Oakland, we know for a fact that black Muslims exist. Yeah. Like, We've been like again. We've been propagandized to believe that this is what a Muslim looks like, and just you know, they hardly ever show like niggas that look like us. And it's like, bro, you y'all niggas be called Malcolm X, nigga. <laughs> Brother was a fucking Muslim. You feel me? So it's like understanding also the role black Muslims have had in the Black Liberation Movement too is I think very important. But I think just looking at the foundation of like Islamomesia, Islamophobia in this country, right? Is looking at it through a like it's rooted in anti-blackness too, right? So we can't just say this. Oh, this doesn't affect us. Nah, this affects us. And right? it's important, this important, yeah. Of- like when we talk about eradicating white supremacy and like revolution, do we only want it for black folks? And that's not radical. That's not what revolutionary and radical politics are are rooted in. It's like no, we're trying to alleviate it. We don't want anyone suffering under the systems of oppression. Facts. Like it's not just, um, you know, uplifting black folks. It's anyone that's suffering at the hands of this white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And black people we aren't the only one. You, you know what I'm saying? Who yeah. experience the oppression of global white supremacy and colonization, right? 
the American empire stretches far. You know, the sun don't go down in American empire, right? It's always up. So it's like thinking about that. It's we have to have also have global solidarity with other oppressed people. You feel me? And if we talk about revolution, like, do we really think we can just do this shit alone? You got to think about it. The oppressors are locked in globally. You know what I'm saying? Them, them, they they tapped they, they in are all locked the way in tapped globally. In. The oppressors Straps, fuck with each other. Bombs, AKs, fucking you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so F-18s and shit. If on a global scale, the people that are upholding the system are in cahoots, the folks that are trying to destroy the system and bring it down have to also link up right. and band together. That's the only way. We can't be having... Like, yeah, we, we, we definitely have to... It's going to take global solidarity for us to eradicate a global oppressive system right that's just what it is and as a revolutionary if you use the word revolutionary revolutionary you got to understand our problem our issues here is not just like we we coming from oakland you feel me that's where our perspective is coming from but we also know the issues in oakland are also very similar to issues in other places in the world because we know how global white supremacy works yeah right so it's like looking at it when we say it's all of us or none of us bro it's like for real it's all of us black people you feel me and I think if all black people were free, like if we really think about this, if all black people were free, indigenous people on this land are free, nigga, everybody going to be free. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people love to romanticize the Panthers, but also didn't study what the Panthers were doing. You feel me? Like them niggas was internationalists. It was know? locked in, bro. They had fucking, you know, chapters in Algeria, you know, Huey going to North, they going to North Korea, Huey going to Palestine, you know, Huey literally offered black Panthers to fight in the fight with the Viet Cong against the United States, right? So, like, literally trying to build solidarity amongst um, racial lines under, you know, a revolutionary idea and a revolutionary practice, right? So, if we're talking about really overthrowing colonization, bro, it's, you know, I believe in, like, black revolutionary organizing, but also, like, we got to build with other people who are other races and shit who are still who are on the revolutionary shit, too, if we really all going to be free and, like, yeah, save if, the if world, If we're saying bro, all of me? us or none of us, then we have to work with all of us. Period, point blank. We can't just be sitting over here in a in a, a black like you know like only one to because that's not what revolutionary politics are. That's not what radical politics are. It's not just like okay, we are gonna make sure that the black folks are straight. It's like nah, bro. Like we don't want to see this shit happening anywhere. Yeah. Period, point blank. Like Facts. that's that's at least my understanding of mm-hmm. what a radical and revolutionary is. And we coming from a black perspective. This shit's yeah. still hella black. You feel Facts. me? And we still we feel like we need to build. With black people, right? And we need to address our issues and build our own organizations, but also with our own organizations, building solidarity with other organizations. You feel me? I think that's where the Panthers show the, like, a really good model. You feel me? It's like, if you look at why Fred Hampton was killed, he was building solidarity amongst Chicago. You feel me? He was building with white, poor people, brown folks. You feel me? Like, he was really building with all these different folks and, like, educating people on the conditions that we live in. And that's what made him so dangerous, him building the Rainbow Coalition. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like even people love the Panthers so much, you know, it's like a lot of I feel like niggas who do not like queer folks love the Panthers, but don't even realize that Huey Newton was like actively working with the Gay Liberation Front and building solidarity with the Gay Liberation Front. Facts. Building solidarity with women's movements. And that's back in the 60s. So it's like 2019, bro. It's like niggas is making the same mistakes. Like, ah, uh, we just got to focus on black people. All oh, this immigration isn't a black issue. It's like, bro, <laughs> first of all, there's black immigrants. And if we see brown people locked up in cages, we should be mad at that, too, even if we weren't affected by it. And it's like, bro, like, or do you once you start talking about 
if you if you're trying to center yourselves or only try to focus on focus on yourself, that's that's yeah. I feel like that's like more of an inclusive way to go about things as as opposed to revolution. Like, oh no, we need to just get ourselves out of this and try to be like these. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want we want the access that that these folks got as opposed to breaking it fully all the way down. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. That's that's not that's not revolution revolutionary at all, bro. The fact that if you're a black person and you're not trying to um, align yourself with you know poor white folks that got the right revolution revolutionary politics, queer folks, uh, folks beyond borders, right? If you're not trying to do that, it's not revolutionary, bro. Period, point blank. Because at the end of the day, you'll put yourself in a better place, but there's still gonna be people out there suffering at the hands yeah. of this white supremacist capitalist society. Right. Period. And people be all tripping over borders. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm an American. I'm a black American, bro. It's like, first of all, this border <laughs> is created by the white man. <laughs> Anyways, it's a colonial border that you fucking talking about. Facts. So it's like global solidarity is very important in the black liberation movement. If we really want to be free, nigga, we got to build globally. Because, you feel me? We stronger with, <laughs> we stronger together. You feel me? We got to build on the continent, too. Build with our people, you feel me, on the continent, really, and just tapping in with folks like that, you know, out there. Facts. Like, if we talk about really, like, a pan-African revolution, you feel me, we have to really build, you know, because we in America, we we in a distinct position where we a landless people on land that ain't ours, and we colonized here, you feel me? So it's like, we got to build with other people, too, you feel me? I don't think, want nobody suffering at this shit. Yeah. I don't want nobody suffering at this shit. I know I wouldn't feel right if all the black people were straight, but it's still motherfuckers around the world suffering at the hands of this imperialist nation. Like I'm, I'm not gonna like nah. The job ain't done. The job don't stop at black folks. Right. And period. Facts. It don't stop there. Yeah. That's a true revolutionary politic, in my opinion. And we ain't gonna be free if other people aren't like our. <laughs> and, uh, if, if that just any, make us like white folks. Yeah. If we like, out here thriving. You know and what I'm saying? And everybody else doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah, <it's just> like, <laughs> like people think that they have this romantic idea of, I feel like, nationalism in some ways. Like, oh, if all us black Americans are free and we have our own, you know, businesses, our own shit, this, this, and that. It's like, bro. So what you want to go? You want to go maybe just pillage wanna, places? You want to go take advantage wanna, of A lot places? of people just want a black capitalist class. Yeah, like, nah. Oh, no, nah, we just want our black this, black this, black that, while other people are suffering. First of all, you, ain't be, you won't be free because capitalism is still going to exploit your own people, too, yeah. whether it's a black face on it or a white face on it. Capitalism is still capitalism, and capitalism will still kill and exploit somebody, even if it's black people at the head of it. So, that's facts, period, point, point. The revolution must be global. Hello? I think it's okay for us to get into the extended content now. Yeah, let's do it. Honestly, if you want to tap into this extended portion of Hella Black, tap in with our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellablackpod. We rocking, you feel me? Thank y'all for fucking with us. That was episode 39. 39. You know, next episode, episode 40, you feel me? Is 40 a big number? I feel like 40 is a big number. I don't know. That's like for us, it is bro. That's the thing. Episodes, like, that's that's what we got to do, nigga. We can determine what's big. <laughs> period. Point blank. Nigga, we can I'm say, nigga, yeah, shit, we can yeah. celebrate our accomplishments. We don't gotta. I feel like, yeah, we don't have to. Do, we don't have to let other folks determine what's important to hell of black. Nah, Forty important, episodes important to us. That's a lot, especially thinking about celebrate your shit, bro. Period. And that's what real. I noticed. When you celebrate shit for yourself, other it should make other people around you want to celebrate. If we was like, oh, it's thirty fifth episode, bro. I'm so proud of everything. Yeah. Like, y'all should be proud of our <laughs> listeners. You feel what I'm saying? Like, damn, we've been rocking with these niggas for thirty five episodes. Yeah. So now we finna be on episode forty with this next one. 
And this is a this is a whole celebration for the entire Hella Black podcast family. Yeah, I think we might have a special guest on episode forty two. Oh, yep. See, so well, there we go. Get ready for episode forty. Make sure you listen to our last episode. You know, Santa Barbara, Black Healing, Black Radicalism. We got a lot of good content. If this is the first episode you listen to, make sure you tap into our previous shit because we come with straight fire. Every single time. I ain't even got to lie to you. So we're going to tap into this Patreon exclusive. Tap in patreon.com <laughs> slash hellblackpie. <laughs> he really ain't that nigga, bro. That shit was hella funny. Somebody just sticked it to me again. Oh, for real, yeah. Bro, that Fresh. shit is hilarious. See, some bro. white people, they be knowing the fuck up shit that white people be doing. So one of the uh, senators the or whatever said some really foul shit towards Muslim people after this shit. And this little white boy. Well, he probably was like 15, 16 years old. He pulled out his phone. Yeah. He had an egg, and he just smashed this motherfucker on the head. That shit was hilarious. That so. shit was legit hilarious, <laughs> uh, Y'all see, y'all getting extended content, but now we really tapped out. So, patreon.com, hellblackpod, listen to the rest yeah. part.